Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist here in Georgia, coming to you with your next mental health moment. And today we will be discussing living my truth. So October 11th was National Coming Out Day, which was established around 1988 to honor members of our LGBTQ community. And today I wanna highlight some things that I think are really important for us to understand. Now, anytime we are coming out, this should be a time of excitement and a time of freedom and empowerment. Um, but oftentimes that is not the case for everyone, particularly if they don't get to be the people in charge of their coming out process. And they may be outed or coming out may be perceived and received in a negative way. So I wanna talk about some of those challenges that members of the LGBTQ community might experience with that. So let's kind of talk about the narrative. Why is that the case? And part of that is because of some of the views that we have about our LGBTQ community. We've all heard them, the jokes, the jokes that we have maybe have said ourselves, um, the jokes that we've allowed to be said around us, those labels that we utilize, such as no homo, sissy, punk, fag, um, bulldagger, dyke, right? Negative things that we say to people to demean, demoralize, um, in some way make to feel deficient. We may also engage in other heterosexist behavior. And I know some of you are thinking, what is that? I don't even know what that is. Well, that is this perception that being heterosexual is in some way superior to or normal, whereas if you identify as anything other than that, there's something immoral or wrong or dirty or unnatural about you. And you're like, well, I don't, I don't think that. You may not think you think that, but honestly, many of us engage in heterosexist behaviors all the time. Those labels that I just discussed are an example of heterosexual sexual behaviors, heterosexist behaviors. But we've also done things such as, we're fine with public displays of affection. Some of us may or may not be comfortable in general, but in, in, in most instances, we're fine. We see a man and a woman kiss and it's like, oh, that's cute. Or they hold hands, oh, that's adorable. But let it be two women or let it be more importantly, two men. And then, oh, it's disgusting, it's nasty. There could be kids around who might be seeing this. Um, why do they want to put that on the other people? Nobody wants to see that, right? So just that difference is an example of heterosexist behavior. Um, maybe you have made a statement such as, I hate the sin, um, but I love the sinner, right? So that's another statement, especially when it comes to our LGBTQ community, as if to say, well, you're sinning um, because you are living your truth. And, and that truth, because it's not consistent with what I believe, then I feel like it's in some way sinful or, or immoral. Um, maybe it is uh, statements you've made from the pulpit about um, you not being welcome here, or um, we, don't, we don't tolerate that in our church. Or maybe you belong to a church that has made similar statements, who has in some way uh, made to feel unwhole negative as if God does not love you, um, that if you are a mistake, that you are uh, uh, abomination before God. Um, perhaps it is uh, 
a comment such as, you are a beautiful woman. Why, why would you want to be in a lesbian relationship? Why would you want to be with another woman? Or you're a beautiful woman. Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you want to become a man? That's, that's not what God has for you. Um, maybe it's a statement such as, who abused you when uh, a gay man comes out? Um, something must have happened to you to make you like that. Uh, as if to say there has to be some traumatic experience in order for someone to identify as, as gay or transgender for that matter. Maybe you've made statements to people, well, I don't roll like that. They come to me, then I'm gonna let them have it because I'm strictly dickly or, or, or whatever it is that you may say in reference to uh, people being attracted to you who identify as LGBTQ as if um, they are pedophiles or if they're just sex hungry and they're just trying to attack and jump on anyone. Um, the arrogance that we have that everybody would be interested in us, uh, right? Or, or maybe it's um, a statement like, I love you and you're always welcome here, but not if you bring her, not if you bring him, uh, as if someone cannot bring their partner uh, if they identify as LGBTQ. Um, so this, you're fine by yourself, but, but not uh, if you have someone you love and care about with you or you can come to this funeral. This is a really popular one or to this family reunion or to this church service, but you have to come as if you were the way you were born. In other words, if you identify as transgender, you can't show up here um, in, in living your truth. You have to show up here in, in, in what we feel like you are uh, and that we get to determine for people who they are, their gender identity, their sexual orientation, um, as, as if we have that kind of power. Maybe you've used that terminology, a he, she, or an it. That's another example of heterosexist behavior. If you criticize the movie or TV show because it had a gay making love scene in it or, or um, a lesbian love scene in it. Whereas if you saw a different love scene, then you would be unbothered. Um, Perhaps you have uh, liked posts or shared posts that were in some way derogatory or, or defaming of someone. Or you've made a statement about an athlete um, or a politician or someone who identified as LGBTQ stating that they no longer had the talent that you thought they had or nobody wants to see that or hear that or why are you sharing that? Or even made statements about our members of the military um, and them identifying as LGBTQ, um, as if to say that they cannot do their jobs effectively um, if they don't identify as heterosexual. So those are all, I think, examples of things we've said, heard, um, maybe even things that we've done over our, our lifetimes. And what we want to really move toward is us becoming affirming. And, and again, you don't have to understand everything in order not to be hateful of it. But if you want to educate yourself, there are so many resources that are out there and I'm going to share those uh, a little later on. But what happens to a person? Why? What happens? We know we've made these statements. We've heard these statements. We've seen this happen. What happens to a person when that is the information they receive about themselves? That is what we are telling them, right? What happens in their coming out experience? Well, first of all, for some people, they're ostracized from their families. Uh, mentioned you can't come home with, with your partner. You can't show up at this uh, family event, wedding, cultural celebration. 
Um, if, if you have transitioned, then we're not connected to you anymore. We don't know you anymore. We're not going to financially support you anymore. You're going to be excluded from all activities. And imagine how that would make a person feel as if they're unworthy. They're, un, they're not good enough. They're unloved. The loneliness, the isolation that comes along with that, right? So these are why we have high um, risk for suicide in our LGBTQ population for some of these very reasons. Being banned from going into certain restrooms. Well, what were you born with? Um, you can't come in here. Uh, being bullied, the violence that occurs uh, in the community, um, including cyber bullying, um, pranks, um, um, just cruel jokes that 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 occur. Um, we we have talked about that there is you know potential for that depression there, but also like think about having to live a secret life, not feeling like you can be an integrated whole person because you have to identify one way at your job, for instance, another way with your family. Um, and then you get to have that place of support where you get to be yourself. And just think about how disjointed that would be if you could not be who you were, if you could not walk in your truth and and um, share all the great things about you every day that you had to hide a piece of yourself and think about how that chips away at you over time. And trying to keep track of who you are with all of these different people has got to just be absolutely exhausting. Um, the loneliness, uh, the, the job discrimination that can occur uh, when people identify as LGBTQ, things that we don't even think about, like you put posting pictures of your partner or you having pictures of your children and the judgment that, that people uh, will create. You're, you're transitioning and you're being proud of that and sharing that only to have comments um, made under your post about what's wrong with you. Um, your family must be so disappointed. Uh, you know, and, and and just thinking about like, I am able to just be separated from how that affects you, making this uh, uneducated um, and very hurtful comment. I don't think about what my words are doing to you and what that says about you um, and, and how you how you think about how people are like, so now you don't feel like the world is a safe space because you have some people who are making these negative, hurtful comments, um, which is making you even more uncomfortable and less likely to want to come out because you don't feel like you really can. So what can we do instead? First of all, there is really no excuse to be uneducated. Um, there are so many opportunities for learning, for um, education. I'll give you a few um, but there are support groups. If you want to learn more, there are groups for allies, but there are also groups for uh, people that identify as LGBTQ, for our youth, um, for adults. There's blogs. You're part of a support group that may be connected to another area of interest for you. So sports or um, musical talents or educational talents. Uh, there are often support groups at colleges and universities. Um, there are often support centers in towns that have resources. Uh, we want to make sure that we know of supportive mental health providers as well as medical providers so that if a person is thinking about transitioning or wants to get some support, they're going to someone who is not going to try to um, change them or a, 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 a pastor who's going to try to rebuke the devil out of them. We want them to be able to go to affirming faith-based institutions 
affirming pastors. There are LGBTQ friendly churches. Um, those kind of resources are really important to know about. Um, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention actually has a web page that is dedicated to le lesbian, gay, bisexual, and, and transgender health. And it has resources for youth as well as adults, parents, educators, um, resources for people in the community that just want to get some some education and some understanding, administrative people. So that's a nice resource. Um, GLAAD, G-L-A-A-D, um, National Help Center has a lot of information, including talk lines. So if you just want to chat, um, but also hotlines in case there's crisis. Uh, there's tools for finding LGBTQ resources throughout the United States. So that's another opportunity for resources and figuring out what is available. Um, the Brown Boy Project, the National Black Justice Coalition, and the National Center for Black Equality are some resources specifically geared to um, Black transgender or Black LGBTQ um, resources uh, for youth and adults. They have social justice resources, financial empowerment kinds of things, um, debunking this whole toxic masculinity uh, or masculine privilege uh, types of um, things more focused on that, the equality piece, um, and also just empowerment, whether that's economic or otherwise, of LGBTQ people. So those are just some resources a quick Google search came up with. So, you know, if you are really invested in learning about how to be supportive, how to be an ally, and you don't have to be perfect, you don't have to get it all right, you don't have to know what all the acronyms mean and all the letters mean to just be a sensitive, caring person and to listen and to be affirming and to be empowering in your language, be able to utilize the pronouns that someone prefers. And so um, if they're binary or non-binary, rather, if you if they want to use they instead of he or she being OK with that. Yes, it takes a little practice, but guess what? They're worth it. Um, so you have an opportunity to show up in a person's life in a way that allows them to express their truth in the same way you would want to express yours. We all want to be free, right? We all want to have the capacity to, to love out loud, to live out loud, to enjoy. And so it is up to us to take the steps in order to create that safe space, that no hate zone, and to challenge the people around us to be better. When you hear people making negative and disparaging comments, it's okay for you to say, hey, I find that offensive. I would encourage you to use these words instead or use um, something else to describe that term instead of something derogatory in that way. And yes, I know some of you will say, well, I don't want to get involved. It doesn't matter until we get hurt, right? But that could be we. That is us. We are all connected. And so injustice for one is injustice for all. All right. So we show up and be better. Okay, so you all be safe, you take care, be empowered, be encouraged, be free, um, and live your truth. Take care.